Holly Bob Howdy and welcome to Ernest Goes to Podcast, Ernest Extra number 12, Even More Your World as I See It. I'm Aaron, this is David. Hello, Aaron. I'm here for more of this discussion. <laughs> and we still have no idea what this is. Not a clue. <laughs> well, we, we have clue. We have thoughts. We have other thoughts. We still have not figured out the mystery of this 1994 VHS release starring Jim Varney as a colorful cast of characters. Correct. Made for some reason <laughs> by some people. We think. Well, we have theories. Oh, and some of our fans have theories, too. Those are the only decent theories we have. Right. Well, first of all, I have to say, we had awesome music for our last episode. Oh, yes. Because our friend Phil Toms, big shout out and special thanks to Phil Toms for recreating the music that plays behind Aster. Yes. the he delivers his barbs. The Asterpiece Theater theme. <laughs> That's what it is. Yep. Uh, it's a lovely piece of music once he sent it to us. I just listened to it over and over and over and danced around. And it made me wish that there was like an earnest video game. <laughs> okay. Or an earnest PC game. I was think actually thinking Ooh, like more a, like a 90s PC like game. Like a LucasArts kind of point and click deal? Yeah, and that would be the MIDI music that played when you went into Aster's study. By Clint Bakjian or whatever his name is? Yeah, and then, you know, wouldn't that be great? Oh, yeah. I would play We'd and or create the heck out of that. We'd have to make a 90s PC adventure point-and-click game with various locations based on various Ernest characters and MIDI versions of all their music behind them. Oh, man, this is a great idea. Like, can you just imagine, like, the inventory system? <laughs> it's oh just all this stuff inside Ernest's vest. Yes. And then the myriad ways that he could create, like, insane contraptions out of, like, oh, man. a mirror or... A balloon. That would be the best game in the world. He, he would essentially pull out like his MacGyver-ish tendencies, I think, a bit more in a game like that. Alternately, I thought Aster's Asterpiece Theater music could be playing in, like... Alternatively? Well, in the Aster area of a theme park based on Ernest called Ernest P. World, which I <laughs> yes! also want to happen. Yes! So in Ernest P. World, you would go into, like, a little bookshop, maybe, or coffee shop. It would be a coffee shop. Sure. And then Aster's music would be playing. It would be Aster's Cafe. Aaron, I think we live in Ernest P. World. Yeah. I think we're currently there right now. <laughs> it's the happiest place on earth. Know what I mean. Okay, well, since we don't know, David. Yes. Well, actually, I found I found an article that doesn't really explain anything about this video because nothing will for us, I don't oh, think. Oh, good. But uh, it did explain to me something that I didn't know about one of the characters in this video. And that character would be uh, Bunny Jeanette. Oh, yeah. Because um, you can vouch for me on this. We've both been finding many opportunities, or taking any opportunity, really, to just laugh about the rice joke. Just think of all those third world countries that don't even have hairspray. They have rice, and it doesn't do a thing for your hair. I don't know why that stuck with me it's, so much. It's very hilarious. But now whenever I see rice, all I think is Bunny saying, they have rice. I texted you. I was uh, I was getting my hair cut. And uh, at one point, my barber, who's a delightful 70-year-old man, uh, he has no Earl tendencies as is far as I can deaf? tell. He's not deaf, oh, no. Okay. But uh, after cutting my hair, he was like, you know what this could use? A little hairspray. And in the chair, I just went. <clears throat> <laughs> and it was all I could do to not just be like. You sure you don't mean rice? Yeah, I was rummaging through a friend's pantry earlier today looking to see if she had any biscuits, and all I found was a package of rice, and it was a disappointing experience. And when I picked up the rice, I said out loud, this is rice. And it didn't do a thing for your hair. And no one was around to appreciate that, Dave. You weren't there. <laughs> I'm sorry. I need to just, like, pop my head in and just acknowledge <laughs> references. Well, hey, 
So uh, Bunny Jeanette, a character that I, I don't think I was very familiar with at all. I almost sort of, before we did this podcast, I kind of forgot that she was in Scared Stupid because yeah, she's, yeah, she's yeah. not as recurring or iconic as like my favorite Auntie Nelda or some of the others. Um, but this is an article from the Eugene Register Guard from May 13th, 1992. And it's called Ernest Actor Now Plays Bunny the Hairdresser. Oh. And I'm going to read a... Uh, I'm going to read an excerpt from it, if you'll indulge me. Yes. So this says, Ernest P. Worrell, the rubbernecked rube who fumbled his way through TV commercials and four motion pictures, okay. is getting some competition from a garish, bumbling hairdresser. <laughs> Jim Varney, the Nashville actor who portrays Ernest, has removed his ever-present baseball cap and t-shirt. Oh, yeah. <laughs> to be- Sorry, <laughs> That's okay. Relax. To become a prissy new character with a beehive hairdo and cheap, very cheap jewelry. Varney is splitting time these days portraying the toothy, wide-eyed Ernest and Bunny, who proudly wears dangling earrings, gaudy bracelets, and discount store beads. All right, we get it. She wears things. Bunny is a new character in TV commercials now airing in Los Angeles, St. Louis, Sacramento, California, and Knoxville. Uh, And then I'll skip ahead a little bit. In fact, she's already given a manicure to the wife of Ernest's neighbor, Vern, in one commercial. Whoa. However... Things didn't go well. Oh, no. Bunny, a graduate of Votec Beauty College, used an electric bench grinder on the poor woman's nails. In other spots, Bunny removes facials with a chisel and applies makeup to customers using spray paint cans and paint rollers. Yeah, I think I understand. Yeah. I didn't realize Bunny was in her own commercials. I knew that and I forgot. Do they exist somewhere? Can we see them? Um, Yes. Oh, interesting. Uh, This is something I never knew. Yeah, there are definitely a couple of... Is it John R. Sullivan? There's this one guy that would appear in... Oh, jeez, that guy? Yeah, he'd appear in the the Ernest ads with Ernest. The one who waterboards? (laughs) Know what I mean? (laughs) Yeah, that guy. She does a commercial for him. Like, yeah, one of those. Ain't he something? He's always giving us girls what we wanted. You know he's got two of them. Mm Mm-hmm. John L. Sullivan Chevrolet Geo and John L. Sullivan Mitsubishi, both right there in his two Roseville locations. Oh, interesting. Um, yes, of course. Of course, yes. He was also doing Bunny Jeanette ads, and I forgot completely. Yeah, I mean, I was just... Basically, what happened was we were talking about rice over text messages, and I was like, yeah. I should just send you a photo of Bunny Jeanette as a reply. And when I Googled yeah, that, yeah, yeah. this article came up, and I was fascinated. Yeah, I mean, Bunny Jeanette goes all the way back to, I think, Jim Barney's 1970s stand-up. She was one of his characters way back then. So, yeah, of course she showed up eventually. I don't know why I forget these things. There's so much there's, there's a lot. There's a lot going on in Ernest P. World. There is. Um, and I'll just read two more things from this article. This is a quote from uh, Who Else But Jim Barney. Varney, and he says, quote, Bunny is bubbly, but she's got a cruel twist, Varney said (laughs) in a telephone interview from Nashville, Tennessee on Tuesday. And then later, just to give a little more color to Bunny's character, uh, it says, now comes Bunny with ribbon in her stacked up hair, operating Bunny Jeanette's beauty world out of her own home. Oh, so there you go. Okay, so that's your house. At least in the ads it is. Bunny. So ad bunny versus your world as I see it bunny. Are they two different characters? I think with the ad I saw is like the same setting. I'm mostly joking. Uh <laughs> Don't I'm going to take that seriously. I know. Okay. <laughs> that quote from the late great Jim Varney is disturbing to me because he used the word cruel. I thought that Bunny was kind of innocently using garden tools and bench grinders right. on women. 
but the word cruel implies that she gets some kind of sadistic enjoyment out of it. She knows that it hurts. I think he could be describing the the tone of the ads without necessarily describing Bunny's um, motivation. Yeah, that's possible. It's like how you could describe Ernest ads as dumb, even though Ernest himself is not stupid. Yeah, I guess so. I think Bunny's a psychopath, though. <laughs> but not, but not insane. No, now that changed my mind. I think. Oh, okay. That's that's pushed her over the edge for me. <laughs> Just as she was pushed over the edge. I wonder why. Next time on Bunny goes to podcast. <laughs> theories about how Bunny Jeanette lost her mind and got her cruel twist. There once was a woman named Waro. Well, speaking of theories. Yes. My favorite theory as to what this is. Yep. This being your world as I see it mm-hmm. comes from our listener Josh Mindtree. He posted on the Facebook page. Oh yeah, which at this point you guys just have to check out because it's been fun recently. Uh, he suggested several things mm-hmm. that it could be, but this one he thought was the most likely reason, and I agree. He says. Good Times, the 80s equivalent of the folks selling Ernest in bulk today, had the distribution rights to Ernest's Greatest Hits 1 and 2. That meant almost no money would be coming to Cardin and Cherry for those sales, so they had to create a new video to profit from. They probably sold Greatest Hits 1 and 2 to Good Times to get some of the money to make rides again in school. Mm. So they needed a new video for which the profits would go directly to them. Yeah, makes sense. That makes very sense. (laughs) (laughs) It helps it make sense to your brain. That's all we want to do, man. Yep. We just want to make this make sense to our brains. But you know, something occurred to me. We did say that it was like the ad world, but they weren't advertising anything. We did say that, yes. But now I I realized they were advertising something, and that thing is your world as I see it. Because he says the phrase, your world as I see it, over and over and over again. <laughs> Constipated in your world as I see it. Suffering through your world as I see it. A living, breathing reason for birth control in your world as I see it. So is this some sort of like subliminal advertising? Like you will buy this video. Well, what if the pitch was not just for a Worrell family kind of sitcom? What if the show was just your world as I see it? That's interesting. Okay, so you're saying like a show based around this format? Yeah, maybe. That actually reminds me. Why push Aster so much? Yeah, that's true. The thing that gets me is why is he saying it so many times? He makes sure to work the name in every time he says something. That's true. Yeah, it's it's a, a tagline, essentially. He will not let you forget your world as I see it. No, and I certainly won't. After all of these discussions, and we still have no answers. <laughs> now, if it wasn't a pitch for a show called Your World as I See It, the other thing it could be, what if they wanted you to buy this video, sure. Your World as I See It, Yep. so every single segment with Aster and the Worrell family is an individual ad because they're all 30 seconds. So what if each of these individually played on TV as an ad for the video, Your World as I See It, and when you get the video, it's just all the ads (laughs) that you watched Uh... for this video, and then your head exploded. Wow. Um, That would be the most brilliant marketing stunt ever. Ever, right? It's, like, you don't have, you just make ads. It's like a, and then the product is the ads. It's like a Mobius loop of home video distribution. It would be sadistically brilliant. Maybe that's how Aster made his money. Oh, uh, yeah. Or it's Aster's self help tapes. What if Ernest and Bunny Jeanette and Koi and Auntie Nelder are all totally normal people, what? but Aster looks down his nose at them to such a degree that he sees them as all of these like weird caricatured 
nonsense characters, and that's their world as he sees it. What? But er, but we always see Ernest like that. Yeah, I know. I just thought it was funny. I think that's too like that's too meta. That's yeah. Speaking of how we see the world, sure. I know that in Ernest Rides Again, we said that we'd never really heard talk about Elvis. Oh, dear. But now that I think <laughs> about it, we mentioned him saying, I've been vandalized by Elvis and Ernest goes to jail. Right. But then I thought about it and there's also him saying, your history, pal, your Elvis to the troll in Ernest Scared Stupid and possibly references before that that we didn't notice. Or even pick up on. I'm just like, okay, some of the things that we are that we are noticing have been there the whole time. Right. Kind of like the the tattoos on Koi's knuckles, which we didn't get a chance to talk about. But Koi has these, like, the words love and hate tattooed oh, on yes. his knuckles. Yes, that, that old chestnut. And I was like, I've never seen those tattoos before. They, they originated from this film, The Night of the Hunter, this 1955 movie. And apparently they're really popular. And I never noticed them before until I saw it in your world as I see it. And now I've seen people with the tattoos. And I'm like, were they, were those people always walking around in front of me with those tattoos? And I just never noticed it. Oh, probably. Yeah. Uh, it's like one, once you see it, it can't be unseen. Yeah. Like the Ernest P. world has opened our eyes. <laughs> um, actually, I had a couple other things to say about Koi also. <laughs> There's a few things about Koi. Yeah. So in the uh, economy of words spot, which is the. I don't oh, know. Yeah. yeah. There's a sign in the background that says Koi Brothers Auto Parts. Okay. And now I don't understand like Koi Brothers. Is this I'm assu- I assumed based on his name patch that Koi was his first name. Uh but is his is his Koi his last name? Whoa. Or is this is this no. a could this be a um a Super Mario Brothers the movie situation where his name They're is both- Koi Koi? <laughs> How many Koi's are there all together is what I want to know. Oh, no. He, his name could be something Koi. Yeah. I, no, I, no, it has to be. No, it's that, that's, that's, it's all mechanics were the first name, don't they? That's what I would assume based on the anecdotal evidence that is my life. So either his name is Koi Koi <laughs> or he works with some really shy guys. Also a possibility. Yes. <laughs> Koi is an enigma unto himself. Oh, man, yeah. Uh, one of our other listeners, Louis Nira, compared Koi to actually another Jim Varney character oh, that yeah. we've never talked about because he's not Ernest. <laughs> it's a character named Virgil Simps, who actually predates Ernest, if you can imagine that. He was a character on the show called Fernwood Tonight. It, it was like a, a parody talk show. Like, the host was played by Martin Mull. Oh, yeah. And his co-host was played by Fred Willard. To see both of them young is very surreal to me. <laughs> it is. Yeah. Fred Willard's like the 90s principal of all things. <laughs> I will always think of him as the the president from Wally. But anyways, Virgil Sims, played by Jim Barney, he was a character that would come on their fictional talk show sometimes, and he was like their resident, you know... I mean, he's kind of a greaser. I wouldn't say he's, like, he's, he's not quite coy, but he's got... Like, kind of, yeah. uh, you know, yokel. Yeah. They make fun of him. They make fun of his accent. Especially if you got an old car mm-hmm. and it burns oil like most old cars do. Burns what? Oil. That'd be oil. <laughs> Which took me a while to start understanding. Understanding the making fun of it or understanding the accent itself? The accent itself. Gotcha. Take you just an ordinary par- pair of uh, war plars. War plars. War plars. Be wire <laughs> Yeah, yeah, Virgil's, he's interesting. He's, uh, he looks like Koi. He does, yeah. He's got the sort of... That greasy hair. Elvis-esque uh, hair. Yeah. He dresses really flashy. I mean, we only see Koi in his mechanic. We can only imagine what Koi wears Or outside. what Koi would have worn in the 1970s. Yeah, outside in the workplace. Some sharp suits. Yeah, maybe he would have dressed just like Virgil. Virgil, I think he's also a mechanic, but he kind of does a bunch of things. He's more of an entrepreneur. 
He's like <laughs> yes. He's he's also like this amateur daredevil. Like he jumps trailer homes. Oh, I didn't see that part. Yeah, you have to watch. <laughs> <laughs> you don't see him doing. He just talks. He about just talks it. about it. Got it. He's always singing country music. It's very important to him. Mm. I don't smoke no dope. I prefer RC coke. Like my whiskey and my dog and my mom. He's always trying to give tips. He tries to invent a battery-powered car. A low-cost, high-efficiency battery-powered car. Battery powered. Yeah. Um, ahead of his time, man. That kind of feels almost like I you know I could see I could see someone like Virgil, if Ernest and Coy are brothers, I could see Virgil being their father. Interesting. Because he has elements of both. He's I was got just like say the entrepreneurship yeah. and the inventions. Yeah, yeah. And then he's also got the greaser and the trucking and all that stuff. So maybe maybe their father was very similar to Virgil Sims. What else can I say but oh. Interesting. Interesting. Well, I mean, the only other thing I had to say about Koi was that in the let the buyer beware spot. Oh, uh, Koi. Koi ripping people off. But he yells out to a character off screen named Bubba. Oh, Bubba. And I wondered if that was Jim Varney's identical cousin. (laughs) We're going to learn some of the do's and don'ts of hunting safety. We've even asked my twin cousin Bubba and his friend Billy Bob to help us with this video. That's immediately if what it's I pictured. Bubba, my head is going to explode. <laughs> I think Bubba is just like a generic uh, Southern name. Sure. But it also could be the Bubba. Of I mean, that's what I pictured is mis- what I'm saying. Mis- yeah. Misadventures of Bubba fame. In which case, it's just a world inhabited just by Jim Varney's. It's a John Malkovich situation. Everywhere. Yeah. It's either the greatest or most horrible thing. That's what Ernest P. World is. <laughs> Ernest P. World. Uh, come on down to... Oh, my, and who would do the advertisements for the theme park, Ernest P. World? It would have to be Ernest P. World. And that comes full circle because his never, first ad was would, about a theme park. We would never see the theme park. Yes. It would just be him telling us about it. This is going off the rails. No, we're sane. We're sane. <laughs> Well, when you put it that way. All right. That's about as much speculation I can do about your world as I see it. Sorry, listeners. We have literally found zero extra things in terms of (laughs) as far as explaining what this is in a official capacity. Maybe someday. But, you know, Dave, it's the the chase. Oh, yeah. The chase is so exciting. It's the mystery that makes everything so magical. What's like that Mr. Spock quote that like you may you may find that having is not so pleasing a feeling as wanting or something like that? Yeah. You know, it's not logical, but it's often true. You know, how like you're waiting for a package from Amazon. Sure. And then you get it and you don't have anything to wait for anymore. Yeah. You're like, oh, (laughs) which is probably how we feel that day when we're on our deathbeds. Jeez. Somebody walks up to us and hands us the answers <laughs> to what the hell your world as I see it you're just, is. You're just like sitting very peacefully in a bed with like a single lit candle and someone comes up and whispers in your ear, your world as I see it was this. <laughs> I didn't want to put you on the, the IV, but since you went there, I'm comfortable with it. Oh, please God, don't <laughs> let me die that way. Because then you'll never get to share the secret with no. the world, with the Ernest P. world. All right. Well, the last thing I'll say about yep. your world as I see it yep. is that the Esther Clement meme generator you made yes. is one of my favorite things to come out of this podcast. We've had some excellent submissions from our listeners, and please keep them coming. They are highly entertaining. Yes. That meme generator is only second to the Ernest with a lightsaber video I made. That's that, Which is which also is excellent. Favorite. If you haven't seen that already, Erin uh, took a clip from Haver and its Ernest, correct? Yeah. And uh, made it all Star Wars-y and amazing. So go check that out on our Facebook page. Oh, it was Justin Lloyd's idea. Although he wanted a photo. Who? Author of. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just kidding, Justin. (laughs) 
<laughs> Author of The Importance of Being Earnest, The Life of Actor Jim Barney. Ah, yes. Available in bookstores everywhere and Amazon <laughs> and on Kindle. Yeah, if you're not following the Facebook page, I mean, you're missing out. What are you waiting out. for, guys? You really are. The meme generator is my favorite thing. We do put up fun things once in a while, but the memes are my favorite thing. I think the Ernest films are highly memeable. Aster Clement oh, yeah. is highly memeable. So yeah, make your own. Send them to us. Post them on our page. And be a jerk to your family. Send them to your family. <laughs> be a jerk with Aster Clement. And then your family will be like, who? What is this? You don't need to know. Uh, which is great because we don't. You will hear us for our next episode, number 13, Slam Dunk Ernest. Ah, uh, yes. Which is going to be, I think you'll find, illuminating. Come on and slam. Thanks for listening. Follow us on the Facebook page and share the Facebook page, actually. Invite people to yeah. like it because word of mouth is pretty much the only way people are going to find this now. Absolutely. There's also a Twitter and you can subscribe to us on iTunes and rate and review us there because that really helps. That sounded sarcastic, but I actually meant it. No, it does really help. That's just your voice. I know. And listen to episodes alternately on the Tumblr. Good night, your world as I see it. Goodbye, Dave. Goodbye, Aaron. Take care, listeners. Viva LaVarney.